Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. A little side note here for you musicians and artists out there. If you like the beat you hear behind me right now and need some inspiration or would like to get a hold of one of these beats, make sure to hit up our good friend Ace Ha at Ace Ha Beats on YouTube and at Ace Ha Beats on SoundCloud. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the crazy labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whatever you're looking for to satisfy your health and wellness needs, they have you covered. They even have a whole section of their site that is dedicated to vegan, paleo, keto, and dairy-free products. Just go to the newly revamped truenutrition.com look at all of the great products place your order and when you go to make your payment type in c-e-p-n in the promo code box for five percent off of your entire order you won't regret it and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a new website where you can find all of our content. Head on over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. Let me get your opinion because I want to oh, okay. talk about music, but okay. I want to get your opinion on some sports stuff because I actually have had several people reach out to me about this, so I was I was saving it for for the show. But a couple of things have happened, uh, especially in the NBA. Uh, number one, LeBron broke the points record. I did see that. Yep, the career scoring record. Any any immediate thoughts? I know you're a LeBron hater. But do I mean, you think this is a great accomplishment for him? Do you think it moves him up in the status of being the GOAT? Or do you think it's just another thing that he's done in a long career where he's been good? I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it, it, I, I respect him for it. That That's cool. But I kind of look at it too like if you're, if you're a really good player, and this is like, across all sports not just basketball but if you're a really good player and you are able to play at a high level for 20 plus years like you're bound to break a bunch of like records like that right i mean i understand this is like he's averaging 30 points at 39 years old yeah that's nuts yeah it's beyond nuts 
No, I'm not saying that as an argument for the GOAT status. I know. I get what I'm you're saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Go ahead. But also on not such a great team too, right? Bad team. Bad. So does that come into play at all? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say because he played on bad Cavs teams and did just as well. So it it's... I don't know. I mean, he's taken up, he's getting a bulk of like everything goes through him, obviously, but like it's pretty impressive. But also, just how natural the flow of his game is still at his age. It looks in a lot of ways effortless, which is that within itself is impressive. You got again. I you know, I have my criticisms of LeBron. Um, not to get into the goat thing, but I will in a second here because I got asked by someone who listens to the show. But you know, I think uh, the one thing you have to respect about him is that, in a lot of ways, he's evolved with every year of play. He's found a new thing in his game that he's got a little bit better at each year. He's become a completely like, you know, and there's one stat that's going around that I think is often overlooked. He's a better three-point shooter percentage percentage wise than Jordan was in his career. Really? That's huge. If you think about all the criticisms about how LeBron is passed first, you know, doesn't want the big shot, so on and so forth, like that's a big stat. Um but again, that's just you know. But okay. But we're talking percentage still, right? Yeah. So in a, I don't know what I'm. I'm wondering what the percentage is of like how many times he's actually shooting threes, versus how many times Jordan was shooting threes. If we're talking percentage wise, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. You know, it has LeBron taken more than. Jordan. I'm saying I'm saying less, but made more. So his percentage would be higher. Such a hater. <laughs> I maybe. That, I, that, I don't that, know. that's actually saw, not that's not a stat. hate. That's I not saw. a hate on LeBron. That's just a, a question. I, I'm not sure. But you said you said 39 years old. So when, how old was Jordan when he retired from the Wizards? 39, 40. Was he really? Why was I thinking he was older than that? Let me look. I'm pretty sure. Let's see here. So he retired in 2002, the 2002-2003 season. Okay. He is 59 currently. So what would that have made him? That was 20 that years was 20 ago. 20 years so ago. 39. So, yep, yep. Really? Yep. And doesn't Jordan just seem like he was so much older at 39 than yeah. what LeBron is? He was a weathered 39. Yeah. So what about yeah. like, uh, like let's say Kareem? How old was Kareem when he retired? Who recently I had say around the same. The I think he record. actually. I th- actually, I think he played till he was older. He was 42 when he retired. 42. So, okay. Yeah. So to. To compare it with age in like another sport, does that impress you more that Tom Brady 
can play until he's 45 as a quarterback. He's 45, right? Yeah. Or does it not like impress you at all? Does that not matter because it's football and not basketball? No, it's definitely impressive. I think it's different than LeBron doing what he's doing at 39. Okay. But no, it's it's uh, as much as I hate on Brady and I always will. Yeah, I think it's impressive, but you know, I think uh it's two different things. Uh someone that listens to the show you ask me, you know, cuz he 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 saw the recent stats about what LeBron's done at his age and he goes, honestly, I think my mind has changed. I think LeBron's the GOAT. And he's like, think about it. Don't give me like a quick answer. Really think about it. Who's the GOAT? And I gave the same answer I'm always going to give. They're two different players in two different eras. Um, to compare the two is just it, – it, I, I feel it can't be done. Um, I think there are things that Jordan did better than LeBron. I think there are things that LeBron does better than Jordan, uh, you know, than Jordan did. Um, but there are two fundamental differences between the two players. And one of them is not championship rings. I don't care about that. The first one is LeBron entered the NBA with the weight of expectations. Unlike any player in the history of the league, he was being quoted as the, the goat essentially from what age 14 on right Mm -hmm. on the cover of sports illustrated at 16 i mean he was the chosen one as they said no other player in the history of the league has entered with those experts not even Shaq, like no one not even kobe and And kobe got drafted out of high school why do you think why do you think that is like why was he the chosen one but like unlike any other player I think the the God given or however you know whatever whatever kind of talent he was displaying at a young age, no one had seen it before. You know, mm-hmm. they saw a thirteen year old kid that, all things considered, could have played in the NBA at the age of thirteen. He was doing things that kids his age just weren't unable to do, and weren't going to be able to do until they got to college. That type of thing. Um, and there are many other explanations for that that's fine that's the 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 first thing and and, and if you're going to compare the two players jordan entered the league with zero expectations you know he wasn't a number one pick right you know he had to work hard and persevere to take the league by storm and then eventually rule it he had to wait his time like people always talk about jordan like he's this mythical creature that just was successful overnight. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. He lost to the Pistons. He lost to the Celtics. He lost to the Magic. Like those teams beat him. Yeah. So like that's a huge difference between the two. And again, I hate I hate bringing this up and and sort of being redundant on this idea, but Jordan did not have to play in the social media hot take YouTube era. Of professional sports, and I'm gonna, and LeBron, I'm, I'm, gonna I'm gonna throw on this came up too. In it. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna throw this on there too. Though LeBron did not play in a league that Michael Jordan played in either. What do you mean? As in, like, if you go back and watch the last the last dance and see, like, 
how physical the NBA was at that time, would LeBron be as successful as he is yes. now in that league? Yes. You think so? Yes. He would have adapted. I understand what you're saying, and that argument's cool because I, I will agree that Jordan's era of play was a lot tougher on those guys mm-hmm. versus when LeBron came. Well, when LeBron came to the league, it was still pretty tough. There were still a lot of guys. There were still some like true blue goons in the league, and there were like some bad boys still in the league, and there were some defenses who would rough you up. But no, I agree. I agree with that. But I think LeBron would have adapted. And, you know, people make the argument that Jordan couldn't play against the zone, for instance. Like Kobe, Kobe's, I think, on record being like, yeah, well, Jordan couldn't play against the zone because he didn't have to. That type of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't think Jordan would have adapted to his own defense? Really? Does anyone really think that? Like, come on. So I think if you put Jordan in today's game, he would have he would adapt. You know, like because yeah. Jordan would hand check like a motherfucker. Yeah. Offensively and defensively. He was a defensive player of the year. Yeah. But he would fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But I think he would have adapted. I yeah. think he would have found a way to get it done. So again, we're we you know, you're taking two guys that played different eras, and I think like trying to say who's better than the other, it's like I don't I don't know. I mean But I think it's incredibly important to acknowledge that LeBron has come up in an era where he is so harshly and inappropriately criticized on giant platforms all day long, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Now, I'll be the first one to tell you, LeBron did not handle it well most times. He said some incredibly stupid things, and he's reacted in, in incredibly stupid ways. But look at what we know about Jordan. How would Jordan have reacted to this stuff? We know now, like most people knew then, that Jordan was fueled by bitterness and grudges and getting revenge on people. Like he was kind of like a motherfucker. And by motherfucker meaning like don't go around that dude if he's lo- if he lost. Like are you telling are you how- telling me that he would go on like <laughs> if he was around in this if he was playing in this era like he would be going on Twitter binges as when he got off the off the court. I don't know. Just like hating on <laughs> just like hating I, would, on guys. I would have loved to have seen Jordan reacting to 24 hours of hot takes about his play or about his gambling or about his dad's death or about his marriage or about his kids like all things that LeBron has had to deal with. Yeah. Now some of those are exclusive to Jordan and some were exclusive to LeBron but like what would this what would this savage have done? I don't know, if but, a I, Stephen I would, a Smith but I would. Oh, dude, I was out. just gonna say that, man. I would yeah. love to see a Michael Jordan Stephen A. Smith w- Twitter war or something. <laughs> I'll tell you what I think would have. I'll tell you what would have happened is Jordan would have been in the same room with the dude, and he would have called him a hoe and put him <laughs> in his place, like he did most people. Man, I haven't heard that word. But it just would have escalated long, from there. When was the last time you were to, heard the word hoe? I like, love in that, that sense. I hadn't heard it in a long time until I watched The Last Dance. And I was like, oh, Jordan called people a hoe. I love it. Back when crunk yeah, music was around? Oh, way before that, dude. Way before that. No, I mean the last time I heard it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I guess Freeco's Free was crunk music, right? Yeah, 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 right. You're right. But um, so I think that's the two biggest differences. And, you know, so at the end of the day, I can't, you know, 
I can't pick one. I really can't. Because I don't want to. Because I think the argument, again, it's it's kind of a dumb argument. Because if you're basing it solely off championships, well, that's easy. Anybody could do that. Are you really looking at what happened, though? What happened and when it happened and who it happened against? Yeah. Because if you're going off championships, fine. Bill Russell's the GOAT. Right. But Bill Russell played against my fucking uncle, the carpenter. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> would have been my great uncle, I think. But, like, you know, like, so the, the the distinction to be made there is is almost like, what about everybody else? You know, what about the other guys that have that many titles? What about, what about Kobe? What about Shaq? What about Bill Russell? What about Kareem? You know, I don't know. But we want to focus on just these two guys. It's like I, I don't, I don't think we can. I don't think we can. Yeah. So. But, so the other thing, not to get too 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 in the weeds with LeBron because God knows we've done that too many times. Uh, Kyrie requests a trade, gets traded in forty eight hours. I've never seen that happen before. Never. So let me. Are you surprised? Uh, like, what's the reason you're surprised? Is it because just because it's so fast, or that the, the, the team tur- let the him go, of or the what? Turnaround. Okay. No, just how fast it happened. Okay. Yeah. It almost tells me like the Nets were like, "See ya." Right. On your way. On your way. Flat Earther. Goodbye. Or was there stuff in kind of in the works before the request was made? I wonder. At least talk. That, talk that's a possibility too. That sure, sure, yeah. I I think all of the above when it comes to that. Yeah. But look, I I don't want to go down a road of of hate on Kyrie because look, at the end of the day, he did help. He has one of the biggest shots in NBA history. It brought me a title, and I, I will forever savor that moment. I'll never forget where I was, who I was around you know, how I reacted, so on and so forth. But like, God, he's such a victim all the time. Like he couldn't have just been traded and been like, cool, I'm in Dallas now. Let's go. I'm I'm on a team that went to the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah. And competed against the Warriors. He could have been like, I'm excited to be here. Let's go. Let's go to the finals. Let's do this. But instead he had to talk shit on the Nats. And it's just like, dude, can't you just like, it's like a lot of, it, it, I've, I feel this is very NBA specific and I know I'm being unfair there, but just recently that's what I've seen. But I feel like a lot of these guys just need to shut up. Don't answer questions. I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I'm just saying don't answer their questions because it, it's just going to get you into trouble. But isn't that like you say NBA specific, but isn't that kind of like what journalists are, are there for i mean of they're course. they're trying to you don't have to talk to them though i mean pull the berry bonds do the do the fucking yeah you don't have to talk to them yeah pull, pull the Marshawn lynch <laughs> yeah i mean so i'll be interested to see and of course his first game lucas sat out last night and they won but like I mean, I'm going to be interested to see how those two get along. So hang on, that, hang on. You said so it was a 48-hour turnaround and he was already suited up and playing? 
Like immediately? They he played last night. So you say wow. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it just so happened that it worked out that 48 hours later he was traded. The Mavericks had an off day and then he played last night. Wow. Yeah. And then the other big one is KD goes to the Suns. Which like none of these guys have any pride. Like it's going to be go, really weird seeing him in a Suns jersey, I'm just saying. Why? Cuz of the back of his head. <laughs> No, <laughs> that purple is going to bring out that <laughs> shitty bald spot. I don't know. It's not it. Okay. Look, I'm forever a Kyrie and Katie hitter. I will respect the fact that they are both two, two of the greatest players of all time. Katie right now is top 10 of all time, probably. And I hate saying that Kyrie's top 20 of all time. But can you just like, what happened to like, Saying fuck it, like I want to bring the, I want to beat all these guys. It's like let me go where the situation fits best, to where I can, like. It's like I said, there are no more rivalries, there are no more like grudges in the NBA. It's all just right situation, right time. How do I, how do I get close? Like none of these guys fight for what they want. It's ridiculous. So like Katie should have been like, all right, Kyrie left. You know what? I'm gonna take the Nets to the finals. I'm going to be the guy. Yeah. But he doesn't have that in him. He's never had that in him. Never. So it's a bummer. Let's think about Michael. If Michael Jordan was in that same situation, say Michael Jordan got traded from the bulls to somewhere else. Does he keep that same mindset of, well, I'm going to take this team to the finals then. 100%. And he he and he, and he holds a grudge against the bulls. And wants to. (laughs) Yeah. Kobe's Kobe wanted to prove that he could win a title without Shaq and he did it. Yeah, that's true. Did he have good pieces around him? Sure. But everybody said you can't win without Shaq. He fucking did it. Yeah. He could have easily left and went somewhere else more favorable to winning a championship than that Lakers team. He could have. But he didn't. So. That's what I'm saying. Like this era of basketball we're in now, it's just not a lot of, you know, rivalries are gone. There's just not a lot of like, uh, like grudge matches. There's not a, like, there's no like hostile sort of like rivalry, like bitterness anymore. Everybody's friends. Let me just like, oh, you're going to be in Phoenix next year. Yeah, I'll probably end up there. Because I'll be requesting a trade. Do you feel like that's the same across other sports too? No. You think there's still like I don't think in so. baseball, you think there's still massive ri- rivalries that still hold on to today? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yankees, Red Sox will forever be a rivalry. Okay. Definitely. You know, you have uh Mets Phillies, huge. Um, Cardinals Cubs, obviously. Like, that's always going to be a fun. And even if both teams are not, I mean, well, even if one of the teams are not in the running for the playoffs, it's still fun. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying yeah. to think of other sports. I guess I guess the Blues. Cowboys, and, Giants. Or uh, you know. Philly Philly Giants is my, or it was a major one too. 
Yeah, I mean, any any of the divisional rivalries in the NFL. Yeah. You know, the Browns and the Steelers, the Browns and the fucking Bengals, like, huge. Yeah. You know, uh, Seattle, San Francisco, huge. No, I, guess, so you, I, guess hockey, I guess hockey, you've still got, like, St. Louis and Chicago is a, still a big one. Blues, Blackhawks. Oh, speaking of that, did you see that Tarasenko got traded to the Rangers? Yeah, yeah. It was bound to happen at some point. I'm surprised it didn't happen soon. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that's kind of been predicted all year. It yeah. was just a matter of when. Yeah. So um, it's unfortunate, but hey, not all the great ones stay, man. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I don't know. I, I, well, I will say this as much as I, I complain and call these guys like, you know, whatever names I want to call them, <laughs> the playoffs are going to be more interesting. With Kyrie in Dallas and with KD in Phoenix. And then a couple of other things have happened too. Um, you know, the Lakers made some moves to get bigger, which they did. Um, there was another big trade that I'm... So there are quite a few things have, have happened. But, you know, two of the teams that were... You know, because the, the Mavericks beat the Suns last year in the playoffs to get to the Western Conference Finals. So, like, two of the, the main, you know, two of the main teams in the Western Conference just got better on paper. Right. Now, again, how that Luka Kyrie project works, uh, I will be very curious to see. Because the Mavericks did lose. They lost Jalen Brunson. He went to the Knicks, and he was like a huge part of that team last year. And you could tell like the chemistry was a little bit off with him gone. Like Luke is still playing out of his goddamn mind. But uh, so I, it's, I'll be. Uh, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be watching. Obviously, rooting for the Cavs first, Celtics second because they have Tatum, and then everybody else. So that sounds about what I would think Patrick Blair would say. What? <laughs> Cavs first. Yes, always. And they're good. They're good. They're probably going to end up being the number three seed. Maybe. But New York uh, or uh, Brooklyn might tank now because they don't have KD or Kyrie. So we could end up a two seed. We'll see what happens. So, um, let's, let's, speaking of Cleveland. Uh-oh. Uh, w- what, what happens next year? For you, NFL wise, can you tell me? Like, am I? What am I? You want me to make a prediction? I, I mean, does it go better than this year did? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a stupid question to ask a Cleveland Browns fan. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it always could go better. Trust yeah, me. I just, I just mean like, it, I could get run over by a fucking ice cream truck, and that would be better than this season. Trust me. Is is the Deshaun Watson project over already? Even though it was only for like seven games. No. No. You think he'll come no, no, back no. a lot better next year? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And Chubb, come back. Chubb, he, Chubb's still going to run the ball five hundred times a game. Dude. Um. No. I think they will be better. Yes. They have to improve on defense. They have to fix some things, but no, I think they'll be better. I wonder what, what's what's going to happen with Brissett. You think he stays as a backup, or you think he goes somewhere else and gets a starting spot? He'll go somewhere else, dude. I am. 
I am so ready to see what's going to happen in this offseason. There's going to be so many freaking quarterbacks going all over and cha- oh, yeah. changes happening. It's going to be crazy. Like, well, What I, is San Francisco going to do? Uh, I think... So Jimmy G's gone. Like he's going to be a free agent. He will be gone. But, you know, it's supposed to be... Like they they have legitimately Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Like no one really has the job yet. The rumor so mill the rumor, the rumor mill is Trey Lance wants out. Oh wow! And they're talking, or from what I've heard, uh, he's already talked to the Titans. Interesting. Which I don't know what they would do at Tannehill. I think Tannehill's done. I could see that. But like, I think if you improve the offensive line there with Derrick Henry, your quarterback does not have to be spectacular. Yeah. Maybe if you get a younger guy in there, new mindset, maybe that will help. But probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I don't know. But I mean, like, so Carson Wentz, he, he's already out of Washington pretty much. Matt Ryan is thinking about retiring or he'll be going somewhere else. He should. Bec- yeah. Um, who, who else was there? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is still up in the air on what's happening there. He's going to lock himself in a cave for four days and meditate <laughs> and do to ayahuasca. find out what he wants to do. Is he going to do ayahuasca? Douche. What a douchebag. <laughs> God, I can't stand him. He basically said that if Green Bay is going to rebuild, he wants nothing to do with it. But if they're going to rebuild, if they're not going to, then he will stay. It's pretty much what he said. What what does he think they're going to magically get better? They have to add pieces. They yeah. weren't good, right? He wasn't good, right? The ego on this guy, I swear. You got Tom Brady, who he is retiring apparently. So let me tell you something right now. Let me make all right. Here is my hot take prediction for next season. The first concussion that Tua has, Tom Brady's getting the call. I don't trust me. Something happened. They had that dude on speed dial. Tom Brady. He, they've already talked to him. They're like, hey, we just want to let you know. Stay warmed up. Here's our playbook. Study it a little bit. You don't need to know it fully. When Tua goes down, you're our guy. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. I still want to know what happened there. With what? Because that was supposed to be the thing. Like, before he went to Tampa, he was supposed to be in Miami. And Sean Payton was supposed to be the coach. Yeah. And so, oh, dude. And something Hold ha- up. And then something happened Hold there. on. I'm listening. Cut it all. Let's talk about your team. Uh-huh. Did you see about Russell Wilson's charity? No. So it got reported that uh, whatever his charity is, that's raised hundreds of millions of dollars. Only a quarter of it actually goes to the charity. He takes the rest. Really? He and all of his stakeholders take the rest. Really? Ouch. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Hmm. Let me see if I can find the story. The only news that I've seen on that is, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Sean Payton has been hired as the Broncos coach, which I'm, which I'm pretty excited about. And Here we go. Russell Wilson, uh, and uh, apparently Sean Payton has already 
told Wilson that he can't use any of his personal coaches. Good. Uh, Russell Wilson is the MVP of scamming people with his charity. Uh, a arranging report from USA Today published on Wednesday outlined that Wilson's Why Not You Foundation had only donated approximately 40% of its earnings to charity with the rest going to fundraising and employees' salaries. In total, Russ's foundation received $7.5 million in revenue. All right, hundreds of millions, I was exaggerating, through 2021, but only reported $2.8 million being passed on to any charitable activities. And the expenses of the foundation includes a six-figure salary for a personal friend of Russ and Sierra Wilson, who is an employee of the foundation, but digging deeper goes further than that. Uh, the website for Why Not You doesn't list any employees or a CEO, but does show its board of directors. This is a veritable of who's who of nepotism. Not a single member of the charity's board has a nonprofit background, but rather they all share personal connections to Russ and Sierra. Ouch. Okay, so I'm not taking the So side. the people who profit from this. So here's who profits. Russell Wilson, his wife, Cheryl Willert, Russ's longtime personal lawyer, Larry Estrada, personal friend of Russ, Mark Rogers, his agent, Harry Wilson, his brother, um, his PR manager, Charlie Martin, former Seahawks receiver who played with Russ, and Scott Pickett, who is Russ's friend. That's who's on the board. So this isn't taking the side. A little bit sketchy. This isn't taking the side of anyone. I'm just curious. Um, anyone who is part of a foundation, or I guess it's their foundation, so like this is Russell Wilson's foundation, how much of a hand do you think he actually has in it? Or do you think other people are just running it? Well, that's why you have a board of directors, yes. But... Obviously, you take a cut. Right. It's your name. It's your namesake. Exactly. Without you, it doesn't exist. Exactly. So I guess my point is, like, do you think that Wilson is out there willingly, not willingly, that's not the word I'm looking for, um, purposely trying to take the majority chunk of this charity? I don't know. But it is, I mean, it's interesting that they don't have a CEO listed or anyone sort of running the foundation that's odd usually there's someone who's in charge of well look if you have a large foundation like that that's generating that sort of revenue you're gonna have a ceo a cfo a coo right like all that stuff like none of that is listed you just have a board of people who are essentially getting a paycheck but i don't know did it say what if if you said it i don't remember what's the charity for it's a kids foundation, um, but like specifically for it's a nonprofit dedicated to education, children's health, and fighting against bullying. Okay, isn't that uh, isn't anti-bullying charities weird? Like, what are they doing to? keep kids from getting bullied fucking 
going to schools and rounding up bullies and incinerating them in a, <laughs> in a fucking furnace. I have no idea. I, I mean, have, I've seen, no I've clue. seen, I've seen, um, like, like the WWE. Okay. It's all for, about for, education. For instance, that's, that's yeah, they, they like, do yeah, like I mean, anti-bullying campaigns where I think they go to like schools and stuff and they talk about, talk about it and stuff like that. But that's yeah. still, that's just odd. I mean, I mean, if it, if it works, that's great. I'm just saying it's weird to put, I don't know, weird to put money towards anti-bullying. It just seems weird to me. Take it from someone who got bullied a lot. I don't know what kind of person I'd be if I didn't get bullied. I think about it a lot. For real. If you, I mean, it's if made you, me if you, the... If you had a bunch, if like every year... You had assemblies where at your school where people came in and talked about how bullying is bad. Do yeah. you think it would have changed the culture in your school? Do you think you would have been bullied less? No. Honestly, no. Where but, I went to school, no. No. That's kind of what because I you gotta you, you gotta understand, you gotta understand what I'm talking about here. You have a group of underprivileged kids mixed in with a bunch of overprivileged kids. Right. Yeah. Um, so there was like picking and choosing of who, 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 who would be bullied and who I was psychologically bullied more than I was physically, which is a motherfucker. I'm not going to get into it on this podcast, but believe me, <laughs> it goes, it goes deep. Dude. Physically, like physically speaking, I got one confrontation and I punched the kid. And I immediately, because I grew up in a neighborhood where like, if you, you fight back. Yeah. Right. But I was always like waiting for the moment that that would actually happen where I went to school. But I was also scared to, because I don't want to get kicked out because I knew I would get in trouble and get punished by my parents, blah, 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 blah. But my eight, like, you know, my last year at this one school, I was just, I had had enough. And this kid fucking, he didn't like punch me, but he like did like sort of like a, a push to my throat. And I just popped popped a right hand over the top of him, hit him good. And he came like, he couldn't believe it. He was like, I can't believe this fucking dude hit me. And he came and like, tried to, you know, uh, double leg me or tackle me or whatever. And, um, I immediately like sprawled on top of him and we were like fighting and I got in trouble. And my fucking principal like threatened to like, not let me get into the high school. I already had been accepted to. And like all this shit. I hated that place so much. <laughs> How dare you make me talk about it? God, I fucking hated that place. Um, but yeah, it was more psychological, which again just runs. And this, and and you're probably thinking like, well, how was that possible? Like, there was no social media, there was no, like it. It was weird. We can talk about it off the podcast, but <laughs> take up a lot of your time. So yeah, as someone who, yeah, I just think like, uh, it's there's a lot of education around it, but I think like every kid's different too. That's the problem. You know, you have kids like that were in my situation where we're like, you know, they'll put up with it, but for not, not because they're afraid that like of the people or of the bullying or of the bully, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I, I was always like, I wish one of these motherfuckers would hit me <laughs> and I don't even care if I get my ass kicked, but I'm going to get one good shot in. Yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't tough then. I'm not tough now, but I'm like, I will fight back. Like. I wanted I wanted it so often I wanted it to get physical to like give me a reason to finally like lose it 
you know, with the psychological stuff, it's like, you have to pick your battles. You have to like, be careful. And it was always like a, you know, a numbers thing. So like, if I had reacted to something, there would have been three against one. Like we didn't do that. He's lying. Like, ah, fuck you. I give up just like, you know, like that whole thing. So like, but again, I'm not complaining about it. I think it made me who I am today. Um, I think it definitely put me in a good position to raise my kids um, a certain way. Yeah. To be able to deal with it. So, but I often do think about like, what if I, like, what if I didn't deal with that shit? What if I went to public school and not private school and was with all of my neighborhood friends, you know, in that, in that, that, that circle of friends and that bubble of like, all is good because I'm with my friends. I'm with my people. And I have, I, I have everything I want. That wasn't the case every day. Every day I woke up, I'm like, I fucking hate this. What's going to happen today. So, 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 so somehow like, you're turning this around to say that bullying was actually a good thing for you. I think so. Yeah. For me, for me, no one else. I don't want anyone to be mistaken. Right just- now. <laughs> I'm not saying bullying is good, but for me, I think in a lot of ways it was. But again, it was because it was psychological, not physical. So it kind of kept you in okay. check. Um, well, it made me think about how am I eventually going to get out of this? How am I eventually going to retaliate? How am I eventually going to get the upper hand? Which was always my main goal. And I was like my master plan. Like eventually one day this is going to come back around. That type of thing. So. And the fucked up part was, is the, I mean, the, this was by people who, all things considered, were my friends, you know, on the surface. Yeah. But, you know. I, I need to go back a little bit, though, to ask a question. You said that oh, the principal shit. threatened for you to not be able to go to a high school that you were accepted to. What the hell does well, that mean? the high mean? school I went to. Yeah. The, but you said accepted to. What does that mean? You had to be accepted well, went, to private schools. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I went to a private high school, and you had to be accepted. So your grades had to be good enough. You had to get enough like exemplary remarks from your teachers. Your so what happens if you don't? Do you have to go to public school? No, you public can apply to a different one. No, you you can apply to as many as you want, but if you don't get in any of them, yeah, you go to public school. That's the way it works. City's so weird. It's, it's, that's, I mean, that's, that's not necessarily a city thing as much as, as much as it's a private school thing. I gotcha. If you live in an area with private schools, that's the way it is. I mean, it's private for a reason. You have to prove that you are worthy of going. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah, no, she, she pulled me after that fight. You know, we both got pulled into her office. We're both sitting there next to each other. I so badly just wanted to elbow that cunt to his face. (laughs) But, um, Sitting next to each other, and she called each of us in, and he was going to go to public school. Our my school was literally on the same street as the public high school of that the city where I was going to school. So, what you're saying is he didn't he give was a gonna shit go anyways? There. No, fuck no, no. And we also had, there was also like three weeks of school left, and you know, but he knew he was going to go to public school because that's where he lived, and he didn't want to go to private school and whatever. Doesn't matter. So, uh, but she pulls me in. She was just like, 
you know, give me the whole, I mean, this is a nun, by the way, but um, <laughs> the whole run around about how, you know, acting out and this and that. And, you know, I wasn't really receptive to anything she was saying. Cause I'd had it with that place. I was ready to get the fuck out. I fucking hated every day, every moment of it. And she kind of looked at me and she was like, do you think that you have it made right now? And I was like, excuse me. I don't remember what I said, but she's like, don't think that I won't call. I won't say his name, but the, you know, the, the principal of your school, don't think that I can't get you to stop from going there, you know, stop you from going there, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just sat there in silence and okay. I don't really want to go there anyway, lady fucking do it. Please, please. Call yeah, them and you, then call my parents and you were, say, you were, he's not going anymore. You were being bullied by the principal. <laughs> I know. This fucking nun, crazy nun, bullied the fuck out of me, didn't she? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah, I really wanted to be like, please, I don't want to go there either. <laughs> call them and say he can't come and then call my parents. Tell them to come pick me up right now. Like, for real. I don't care. I hated it. But what can you do? But again... For me, I think I had to go through that and all the other bullshit that I went through that I won't talk about, but. Okay. It's just me, dude. How did we get there? Uh, oh, your boy Russell, Russell Wilson yeah. is stealing money from kids. Yeah. yeah. Totally. My overall take on that is, as I said, I wonder how much how much his hand is actually in it. Or if he's just there and money is yeah. put in his account from it, because yeah. his, because his yeah, yeah. name's on it, you know what I'm saying? No, I feel you. I mean, I, I think no, I, it's it's hard to say. And like the people like accusing him, it's like, well, do we really know? Let's give him somewhat of a break. But the the whole know. the whole charity thing is, oh, man, it's it's so up and down because. You 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 never know where money's going by giving money to oh. a charity. You're just blind. You're pretty much just blindly doing it. What's the um, what's the one around Christmas time that everybody says is such a scam? I don't know. Uh, Apparently, the one that I heard that is the biggest scam is the Wounded Warriors Project. Yeah, I heard I heard heard about that one too. Very small percentage of that money goes to actual yeah veterans and yeah. What's the yeah. one? What's the one that the the Santas ring the bell outside of Walmart or whatever? For? Oh shit! Um, I think I the, I, th I thought I heard that that one was pretty. I don't know shady too, but well, it, how dare they? That's terrible. You know how much money I've given them over the years? No. Probably about 25 quarters. I was going to say, fuckers. is that only because you felt bad? No. Or you really wanted those quarters to go to the charity? Drop, drop change in there and call <laughs> it a day. you had change in your pocket that you didn't want? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some music before we get out of here. Okay. You know, I wanted to talk about the Grammys, but I feel like, God, it's such a dead conversation. You know, the same conversation every year. It's like I wish I wish I knew really that care? I wish I knew we were gonna, we we were going to bring up the Grammys because uh, Finn McKinty put out an episode today I I, today I think about basically saying that 
it gets worse every year. I just got that from the title. I didn't actually get a chance to listen to it. Yeah, I mean, I think his biggest takeaway, and it's it's been my biggest takeaway, and not saying that we're we have parallel thinking by any means, because, but like, I feel like rock and metal are so categorically misrepresented by the Grammys every year. Like, I I don't feel like whoever's voting, whoever is making the decisions and choosing the nominees, they don't have any idea of what's going on in rock music or metal at all. So when they end up giving the award out, you're like, huh? Like, God bless Ozzy for winning. Best rock album. But like, like Finn said, he's like, I think that's like a lifetime achievement award because Ozzy never won anything before. Black Sabbath never won it. Never, they never won before. So like they felt bad. So here you go. Cause we know you're not going to like tour anymore. So here you go. Well, that's not right. Yeah. That's not right. That's not doing right by Ozzy. And that's also not doing right by the other nominees. But again, none of this shit matters. It's a fucking participation trophy. Like, I mean, I mean, it, your... I, I mean, it is, but I don't think it was the what award show were we talking about with Al Coretta when he was on? Do you remember? No, I don't. It was it was a music it was a music was it award. music related. Yeah, I thought so. Um, now, now I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I don't know. But I think I think it was the same concept. It was like. That, that you know they they don't really know what's what's going on and it doesn't really make sense on who's getting awards for different things. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I'll look, I mean, no. But think- but but, but the, okay. The other thing was a part of that though was I was asking like, does it even matter to get an award in any kind of category for this? And you guys said that it definitely builds your resume. Sure. I agree with that. Does a Grammy yeah, do definitely. the same? Does a Grammy does a Grammy do that? Does that does yeah. that help you by winning that award? Does do you get more downloads? Do you get more streams? Do you get more buys? I think so. Yeah. For a week. Yeah. I think for a long time. A long time. Because you're forever going to be known as Grammy Award winning such and such. Okay. It's an industry thing. Yeah. But again. Yeah. Music consumers don't think about it the same way that you and I constantly talk about it. They, so for instance, MGK was up for best rock album, right? So if that album wins, he forever is going to be known as Grammy award winning artist, Machine Gun Kelly. And that's going to not only satisfy his fans, but for those people who were sort of teetering on the edge of like, do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? Oh, we want a Grammy. Let me go ahead and check it out. Because they can think about like, well, fuck. Who's won Grammys? Like Adele? Beyonce's won a Grammy? Like all these people won Grammys, so MGK must be like legit. It's just what it means to people who aren't in the know. And I'm not disrespecting, believe me, I'm not saying that music fans are stupid. But look, it wouldn't be an industry and it wouldn't be a business if people didn't think about what they were buying. And people didn't think about what they were listening to. Can you explain? Can you explain that a little more? What do you mean by they didn't? If they didn't think about what they were listening to, it's big business. It, okay, listen, it's big business because consumers 
don't often need to be heavily persuaded to buy something or to listen to something. They okay, need so- just a little bit of push. So if okay. you tell the average consumer, the average listener of music that this person won a Grammy, they're going to go, well, that must mean something. I gotcha. Okay. They don't dig into it like you and I do. Gotcha. They don't think about it that way. They don't dig into it like Finn McKenty does. Right? Yeah. Okay. That makes so, sense. And they're not reading music blogs. They're not reading Loudwire. They're not, you know, they're not searching for shit like that. They go, I just want something that tastes like bubble gum or close enough. And that's that's it. And the Grammys will give that to you. They've proven that. Okay. So um but don't get me wrong, dude. Like somebody called me like, hey, you're nominated for a Grammy. I'm like, cool, I'll be there. Was there anyone who wear my <laughs> wear my best black t shirt? <laughs> and my skinny jeans. <laughs> And my jeans and I'm my you know, backwards black hat and we're, we're I'll be drunk <laughs> and we'll have a good time. Was there anybody that won a Grammy that you were like cool? I'm glad they won. Like uh not that I can think of, no. Um I mean Kendrick won best rap album, which I thought was cool. Was it better than the other One's nominated, probably, but I mean, had anyone else won that, I would have been like, okay, yeah, sure. Maybe not Jack Harlow, because I don't, I just, I'm not a fan. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. Uh, if Turnstile had won Best Rock Album, I would have been, that would have been cool. Cool to see, because they got shit on for the way they looked on the red carpet. Did you see this picture? Uh-uh. Pull it up. I want right. to see it. Yeah. Rolling Stone wrote like a whole like half article about it. Like, so instead of talking about their music, you're talking about the way they looked at the Grammys. You right. suck, Rolling Stone. Uh, here we go. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. So this is Turnstile on the red carpet at the Grammys. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I am not mad at it one bit. I'm I, I'm just not sure, I don't think. Yeah, you're not sure what's going on, right? Yeah. The guy in the blue looks like he may be in Ted Lasso. This guy, or he may be in. Uh, oh, what's that? Never mind. I can't think of what the name of the show is. All right, let's stop. Whoa. Let's stop. Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> let's just stop. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The Grammys again. I, I pay attention only because I I love to be shocked every year at how bad it gets, and this year wasn't too bad. I'm not gonna lie. There have been worse years. But like best rock song, Brandy Carlisle won. It's like what? Is that rock? Do you even know that song? I don't. What is it? Dark Horses or something. It's a country song. It's not a rock song. Gotcha. But um so yeah, I don't know. The Grammys. Woohoo. 
Do you want to go over this well, uh, this other list that we have from Loudwire? The, the best rappers. Uh huh. The best rappers in rock. Yeah, we should go. Oh wait, is that the one you want to go over? Do you want to go over uh, the best rock album Grammy by year? You sent me that one too. Let's go best rappers no, in rock go, music. Let's do best rappers. Okay. Here, I got it pulled up. Oh, never mind then. Okay, good. I got you. Hey, another Tommy Lee nude photo. I don't care. I just seen a... <laughs> Dude's always pulling his dick out. So You would be too if you were Tommy well, Lee. Well, you might be wrong. Um, so yeah, this best rappers in rock music. I thought this was funny, maybe interesting, as chosen by the band Oxymorons, not necessarily Loudwire. And for those of you, if you want to know, you can go find this on Loudwire and you'll find a video for Oxymorons. Songs Call Enemy. It's pretty good. Not bad. So anyway, Travi McCoy, Gym Class Heroes. When's the last time you heard that name or those two names? It's been a while. He is good, though. So I would agree with this pick of him being in the top 10. Pharrell Williams, what are we even talking about? N.E.R.D. is not a rock band, so what are we even doing? And I, would you even consider him a rapper? <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, he's a rapper. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, mm-hmm. but N.E.R.D. is not a rock group, yeah. by any means. Yeah. I like him, and I like N.E.R.D., but I don't understand that. Mike Shinoda, I think that's an obvious one. I like that one. Black Thought from The Roots. Again, I love The Roots, and I love Black Thought, but they're not a rock band. Right. They're a hip-hop band. Yeah. So I don't really understand that, but I guess like they have rock influence, so we can put them in. I don't know. Fine. Zach from Rage, obviously, should be in there. So this is an interesting one. MC Ride from Death Grips. They're actually coming to the factory in June, and I might go. But they're a uh, they're like a experimental, hardcore, hip hop, electronic band. Very, very off the wall. Very cool. Uh, but when it comes to hip hop, and he actually like is emceeing, I think he's really good. So uh, I, I like that pick. That's a good like sort of out of nowhere pick by them. Ice T body count sure. Gotta love Ice T. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Can't hate on Ice T, right? Be real and send dog from Cypress Hill. Now again, a lot of rock songs, but are they a rock band? I would say no, but I'm not too mad at it. I saw both of them at the uh, saw them at the airport at LAX. I like shit my pants. <laughs> oh my god, it's Be Real and Send Dog. <laughs> I like nudged somebody. I was like, oh my god. They're like, going to say something to him. I'm like, fuck no. I'll piss my pants. <laughs> um, Chino, this is a terrible pick. Chino doesn't. Chino rapped on three songs his entire career. This is a terrible. I don't get that. I love Chino. Deftones are top three bands of all time for me, but this, I don't understand this. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not understanding really. Not a good, not a good pick. Oh, what, what does it say? Chino is huge for putting it all together. Rap screams and wild dramatic tenor voice of his. He effortlessly glided between all three throughout the Deftones records, and his influence on the merging of rock and rap is so apparent decades later. Massive respect for Chino and his music. Well, that I agree with, but he doesn't rap. Right. He's rapped very little. 
Sonny's a great one. I like that one. Great one. Um, and if you go if you go back to earlier POD before they blew up, he's got some really really good, um, sort of like uh, songs that he rhymes on that aren't necessarily rock heavy. They're more sort of like Latin kind of like jam songs, if you will. Yeah. Um, I'm not describing it well, but uh, yeah, he's a good pick. So I'll say there are a few people missing from this. Is Pop is Papa Roach on here? Jacoby's not on here. So he does rap. I wasn't going to say him, but I could see why you would want him. And I, I don't disagree. He probably should be. But so there are, there are a few people for me missing on here. The first one, I, I'm, I'm, you're not going to know who it is, but his name's Carly Coma. He's in a band called, a hardcore band called Candiria. They were like second wave. They were like the second wave of New York hardcore in the early 2000s. As an MC, when he actually rhymed, so good. I think he should be on the list, especially if you put MC Ride on the list. Like Carly Coma's got to be on the list. I'm going to surprise you right now. Fred Durst should be on the list. <laughs> Swear to God. I think he should. Okay. If you go back to earlier Limp Bizkit, like the song he did with Method Man and a lot of those earlier uh, tracks that, again, drop a lot of their like heavy guitars and allowed him to kind of like flow. Not bad. And if we're talking about rock bands, like he's pretty good. And I'm really going to surprise you with this next one. I think if we're talking about rappers and rapping for a rock band, you really have to have Shifty and Epic from Crazy Town on this list. Okay. They were really good rhymers for a rock band, dude. Yeah, okay. People are going to disagree with me right now, but go back and listen. Did you I'm listen you. Did you listen to anything after that one big album? The what, Gift what, of Game? The Gift of Game. Did you listen to anything after that? Fuck no. I tried, dude, and I I can't. And I can but I'm not gonna lie. I want to now. I can only get through about like the first half of that Gift of Game album. Also, uh, the first half is really good. And I actually, I actually, so I tried, I tried to get or to listen to more of him because Shifty was on uh, Finn McKenty's podcast not too long ago. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was actually a pretty good episode, but it, it was more about Shifty talking about basically getting sober getting sober yeah yeah yep yeah if there's anybody that soaked up the la lifestyle it was him yeah for sure can you think of any other so you said jacoby that's a good one and he did rap a lot and he still does doesn't he rap on their newest single he yeah uh well i don't know about, yeah. i don't know about yeah. the newest single but i mean yeah he he does quite a bit I'm trying to think. Who are we missing? I don't know. I'm trying to think of rock bands and then anybody who. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that you said Fred Durst, but now that I think about it, I, I agree. Be the boss. Now we're stranded in the land of the lost. I I I think he should be on there, right? <laughs> but think about the influence he had too. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like. 
undeniable. And again, can, can, I love Chino and I love Deftones, but put him in there over Chino. Can, but again, it's this band's list. I get it. Whatever. Can the Chili Peppers be considered a rap at all? He raps, sure. Anthony raps, yeah. Especially early on. Yeah. Like Uplift Mofo Party Plan. Have you ever listened to that record? Uh, he, Probably. It was produced by George Clinton. So it's okay. nothing but funk and yeah. hip hop and... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. No, you can put them on there. I wouldn't put him <laughs> in the top 10, but sure. Whatever. Yeah. I wonder what happens. I've never Googled this before. Um, rappers and rock bands. Uh, yeah, I, bet, I bet that pulls up quite a few that we haven't thought of. I think so. I would think so. You know, Hollywood Undead, any of those guys. Yeah, I mean... I could see that. I Well, fuck me. You know who we're not even talking about? And they started as a goddamn rock band. Fucking Beastie Boys. I thought about that a while ago. So, I most... I mean... Ooh... MCA has to be in the top 10. MCA was dope. Gorillas, that's a good one. Okay. Hit Rock will never do it. Is um is, thousand, is, thousand Foot Crutch? Do they rap? Oh, they do. I don't know. I I don't know. Hmm. I don't know much by them besides their big their big yeah, songs. Flowbots that's a good one. I totally forgot that was a band. ICP. Are they? How are they? They're not considered rock, are they? I, I guess people just call be them a rap a, rock a rap, duo, a rap group. I thought. How about Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> now we're just getting silly. <laughs> this is a good one if you think about it. Twenty One Pilots. I'd, I'd give them that. Yep. He raps quite a bit. He does, yeah. Primer 55 is a good one. 303. Oh, God. Again, I wouldn't Vanilla consider Ice. that a rock band, though. Yeah, they're more of a pop band. Same with Family Force 5. I guess it's more... Well, Family Force 5 is rock-ish. And they were Christian. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I would say the main ones I would put over what we just read, Fred Durst, uh, Carly Coma, and Shifty and Epic from Crazy Town. Those would be my picks. I like it. Well, fuck, man. Um, Super Bowl, who you got? Because the next time we talk, we'll have a winner. This has been hard to choose this year. A lot of it for me has to do with Mahomes ankle. Um, but I don't know. I, I in the second half of the season swore that Philadelphia was overrated and that their record didn't really like the record said they were better than they actually were. 
Now yeah. they're going into the Super Bowl. So, um, dude, I don't know. I'm I mean, going Kansas City. I'm rooting for Casey. I'm I'm hoping, hoping. But I, I'll tell you why, and I don't know if I told you this through text or not, but I've never been a, a Philadelphia fan in general. I've just ne- never had a reason to be a Philadelphia fan, really. But I don't like the way that the team, I guess not all of the team, but the coach also, like how they act on the sidelines. Like, Nick's is Soriano, Soriano, however you say yeah. his last name. So there was one game. I don't know if it was, it wasn't this last game. I think it was the game before that the camera got a close up on the coach for Philadelphia and he literally started dancing in front of the camera. That just pissed me off. I don't care if you're winning at all. If you're a coach, that to me that's unprofessional that you're doing that in front of the camera. I understand I I understand being happy and celebrating and stuff like that, but a lot of the players do that on the sidelines too. And yeah. I, I just I, I think they're very ego driven, which I guess being a football player you need to be. But I, I, I don't know. I, I just I think you save that stuff for the locker room. Especially if you're uh, a coach. Yeah, I could see being bothered by that. If I had seen it, I would be pissed. Yeah. But I didn't see it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh I'm gonna go Chiefs 24-17. Okay. I think the Chiefs defense or defensive line is gonna get after Hertz a lot. And I think Mahomes you, you is gonna th- be you think, healthy enough you th- to th- say do you think figure it out. Okay, that, that was going to be my question. Do you think that Casey's O-line is going to be able to hold Philly back enough to not yeah. hurt him? Yeah, I think so. Did you happen to notice any this year, especially towards the end of the season, that a lot of the special plays that Mahomes pulls off, like the little flick throws and stuff like that, are starting to be deflected a lot more? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, if the, when I, he's less mobile. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that has to do with it too. But I, I'm just, I'm wondering, you know, like, I, I think Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback, and he's probably he's a wizard. He, dude. he is a wizard, but I'm just wondering, wizard. like, I, I've noticed, I've seen, like, some, you know, some of the, the crazy stuff that he comes up with and does is start, like, it just seems like players are starting to kind of figure it out a little bit. I think that's hard to determine and hard to like track with actual statistics, you know? Yeah, it probably is. You're probably right. But you might be right. You, But you could absolutely be right. Uh, I did see several times against the Bengals where he tried to make those plays and the Bengals, I don't know if they knew it was coming. I think it was just a right, look, pl- dude, right place at the right time are, kind of thing. Those yeah. are fluke plays. They are, yeah. And they work in his favor a lot of the times. But you got to understand, a fluke play is going to work against you. Yeah. A number of the times too. Like when, <laughs> when you go against the grain and you and you do something like that, all things considered, 
unless you're Patrick Mahomes, you've got to expect the worst. No other quarterback makes those plays work. That's true. He's just had a habit of making it happen. But he's got good playmakers, good players around him too, man. Yeah. He doesn't do that shit. Dude, if he has mediocre offensive players around him, he doesn't make those plays. Yeah. You know, he's getting picked off more. Uh, They're getting batted down more, you know, because guys are less likely to be like, you gotta understand too, like, he makes those plays because guys are getting open for him. Yeah. You know, little flick passes and the underhand passes and the sidearm throws. And he's not really doing those into tight windows necessarily. Yeah. You know, he has Yeah. on occasion, but like, he's not. So like, it's, it's all about the guys around him. Like they make him as good as he is. Yeah. I give, I give that whole team and, the coaching staff, all the credit in the world, like for them to be back in the Super Bowl again, like, dude, when they lost Tyreek Hill, everybody was like, it's over. Yeah. The offense is going to go to shit. Not so much. So you this know? is, this is Mahomes' fifth year in the league. Fifth or sixth. And he's been to the, and he's been to the Super Bowl. Fourth straight NFC or AFC championship, right? Yeah, and this is his third Super Bowl, right? One, one, lost one. Yeah, third. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's pretty insane. <laughs> it's, cr- it's crazy. It's crazy. It's Brady esque. It's Brady esque. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally crazy. And I, I guess this is the first time uh, in Super Bowl history we have two non-white quarterbacks. Is that really? I think it's also the first time that two brothers have faced each other in the Super Bowl too, isn't it? Who cares? That's that's less of a story. Let's let's go back to mine. That's more Why? Why is that, <laughs> why is that less of a story? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Fuck the Kelseys. <laughs> Those fucking oafs. Those fucking ogres. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I do, uh, yeah, I think so. I, I think I, it is. I have, one, I have one more question for you, football-related. Um, I want to know, so did you see the 49ers game last week? Uh, most of it, most of it. Okay. So I want to know if you're the coach, what do you do in that instance where Purdy is your third quarterback and he's hurt, can't play, can't do anything. And Christian McCaffrey is your next up (laughs) for being a quarterback if needed. Do you put some in somebody in who can potentially throw the ball at all and just see what happens? Or do you run the ball for two quarters knowing that you're going to get nowhere. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about that during it. I think. Well, yeah, I, th- I think, I think it all depends on the score, but they were dude. They were, the game was too far gone. It was at that point. If they're, if they're within two touchdowns, they're running the fucking ball. They're going, Hey Christian, do you care about your brain? <laughs> get out there we, we we need you yeah every snap every snap yeah 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 i i think uh it all depends uh, that game was too far gone and it, it's a shame because had purdy not gotten her i would love to have seen what would have happened but you know that's football that's what happens i get so. i dude i give purdy all the credit in the world for what he did this season i mean 
Well, know. how about Josh Johnson? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he has to like like imagine like driving to the game. Your kids are like, Dad, do you think you're gonna play today? Not a chance in the fucking world, and I sure fucking hope I don't. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, you are, sir. Get the fuck in there. <laughs> you're fucked. And you get like you get a concussion within yeah what three a minutes career, of being in the game? A career third stringer. You're in the fucking NFC championship. Like I felt bad for the guy, honestly. Did you know who who surpri- I guess he didn't surprise me, but like who's done really well in these situations is Henny. Mm. For KC. Yeah. Every time yeah, they've yeah. A- they've asked him and it's it's almost always in Matt like huge games. He buried the Browns <laughs> 3 years ago. Yeah. When Mahomes got hurt. Yeah, it's just We were on our way to the fucking AFC Championship game, dude. He fucking marched on the fucking field against us, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and that's also why I'm confident, like, if Mahomes does go down, I think Henny's totally capable of running that offense. I, I don't – he's not Mahomes, but he's a more traditional quarterback who will make the throws and they'll they'll mix in the run game to protect them. And, yeah, I, I think Kansas City's going to win. Yeah, I hope so. I feel pretty good about that, but I don't know. We'll see. I just hope they all have fun. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you can have fun watching Rihanna? No. Oh, Riri? I, I, I'm curious. I'm not. I'm curious. I'm not. I'm curious. I'm not. I'm going to call you during it. Curious of I'm gonna what? Faceti- I'm going to FaceTime you during it. What are you, what are you, you curious of? I want her to play Diamonds. That's one of my favorite songs ever. Okay. Let's go. <laughs> you annoy me. <laughs> Bro. Bro.